We're back, everybody. This is just winning it. And I'm eating pita bread. You're eating pita bread. You're feeling better. You're looking better. I I feel better as of 10, maybe 20 minutes ago. I honestly, I have spent, we had to delay this recording because I came in on Monday and I was so sick that I couldn't make noise with my mouth. His body came in, but his soul stayed home. (laughs) And my heart stayed in San Francisco. (laughs) Um, He being Patrick Green, my... Yes, thank you. Co-host. That's true, John Abdullah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I I just have been so sick. The whole family was sick, and I was staving it off because I have so many singing engagements. And it's been noted to me that we, we, you know, from people who listen, that we're we're one of us is always sick. That's what it's I'm pretty true. sure. That's and that's also sums up parenting. It does. You know, I was talking to uh, somebody in the office the other day about because I was sick and I was apologizing for the fact that they couldn't hear what I was saying, <laughs> and they were like, you know what? Because they're also a parent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like he was like, I, I, I'm always kind of just a little sick. Right. You know, and sometimes yeah. I'm like a little sick. And that's not even touching the emotional side. That's just, you know. Or the mental sick. health. Yeah. yeah. Just in terms of physical, like, there's always just gradations of being sick. A touch sick. of sick. A touch of sickness <laughs> by it's so Nicholas true. Sparks. Yeah. And I've got, I told you before we started recording, I've got it. I, I can feel it coming. It's like the storm. I can, it's radiating off It's of radiating. You, right you it's actually, radiating. you picked up on it. And I, I'm not radiating. even sneezing or anything and you picked no, up I on it. No, I just go, John, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, you did. Sit down. <laughs> no, but I, I really, it's even, amazing even like, how our brains pick up like on that kind of stuff that at a subconscious level. Um, well, I mean, you look like shit. Well, there's that. So maybe it's not very subconscious, <laughs> not a... right? But, but, uh, no, you, look you know, I, I, yeah, well, thank you. I, I try. Yeah. You know, I, I do a good job dolling myself up in the morning. You do. You keep um, that up. <laughs> so I, I, uh, have thought a lot about this in the context of artificial intelligence. And, you know, with my work, that's like an area that's that like something I would me. bring up. Um, well, no, because that's a transition that's like that's a Patrick transition. Machine learning. I mean, it's uh, it's a fascinating area. It is that it was a Patrick transition. Yeah. You're right. It's I wrote a, a piece about machine learning. Did you know that? Oh wow, is that another essay you wrote in uh, high school? No, or? it's not. Thankfully, that was a piece of music that I wrote. <laughs> I did. Machine, well, oh, it's called, yeah, it's it's called, called machine, machine language for beginners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I remember listening yeah. to it. It has the Furby. Uh, no, stuff that's in fuzzy it. logic. That that's but that's another. That's kind of a similar idea. Yeah, that's a different piece. Oh, okay. Never mind. I had a fuzzy logic. At least I have listened to you all the time. That's yeah, you know what you I mean? Do, yeah, thank I've you got for bits and pieces in my brain. That makes a lot. Uh, that actually really is meaningful. I do appreciate that because all I ask for is Who one eighth of your attention. Who the hell else can say that they listen to a full half of what you, Patrick Green, have well, to say? Our multi-million person audience. Yeah, but they realistically probably Obama. absorb maybe twenty percent. Remember that time you uploaded an episode where my <laughs> channel was muted and only one person brought it up? <laughs> there's like, there's the point. Wait right a there. minute. Yeah, like that's w- the proof. one person was like, "Hey, I, I don't." think patrick's on this one yeah so the thing about ai though and the reason i think about this is that the way our brains work it's you know it it took me like learning more about how ai works and machine learning works to appreciate our brains because of course at the end of the day that's what we're trying to do we're mimic the way that our brains work right in machines and the the way is this going the way that we pick up patterns subconsciously like i'll give you a quick example um i used to play a game with myself where i would go uh into the orange line train station and as I was walking down the steps, I could see how much time was left before the train was going to get there. And uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I already, <laughs> already got this sucks. wrong. I know. It's a terrible game. I could tell just by the number of people who were waiting uh, how, how much time it was before the next train was coming. And then I would look at the actual you know board that tells you. And I was usually pretty accurate. Then did um, you did you like kind of just quietly smile to yourself and you go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got it. Sometimes Abdullah. I just gave myself a little, you know, golf clap. You still got it. I still got it. Yeah. No, but my point is, it's just a fun. It was a fun example for me of like y- your brain picks up on all this data that you don't even you know consciously. Oh, um, most of our processing do. happens passively. Exactly, yeah. and so I, essentially you picking up on that. I'm sick. Like this is actually something I'd read about in an article about machine learning with doctors who are so good at what they do. That they can, for example, it's disgusting, but like the the smell of someone's breath mm-hmm. can tell them, even at a subconscious level, that's like a really strong indicator of what someone has. You know, yeah. stuff like that that right. they're just taking in subconsciously because they have so much data that they've their brains have yes, taken in over time exactly... that they can diagnose at a high level. Um, and that's expertise. You know, it is. At, at it the is. End of the day, like that. I really. I was talking to Mike about this. I love listening to people who are experts in something. Just talk to other experts it's about it. Fascinating. Without yeah. me even like knowing what they're talking about or being involved, I just love when people go on tangents when they find another specialist in something. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa, like whoa. There's so much stuff that I don't know about. In that, right. You know. Um, I I really I love. And that, that brings kind of us stuff. to our specialist dad conversations right now and here. 
Yes, it does. So, so we're how's, how's dadding we're, going for you? We're experts. Uh, it's going well. Hang on. You you, 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 you teed me up for a transition that would have been perfect. <laughs> it's true. I, I, have I not... teed up a lot right there. I was waiting you for you to grab onto something you and still got it, run with it. You Green. still got it. <laughs> Go ahead. So we had a request from... From your sister for a poop story. Oh boy, we which, did. Uh, and this this concerns a train station. I was worried station. this might come up again. Well, it's well, it's I'm starting the fucking episode because I'm, otherwise I'm going to forget. Yeah. So this concerns a train station, which was where my whole thing was coming from with you talking about the orange line. Yeah. I do Wait, have to give say, us, give us like five, like uh, random pieces of this story. We know about a train station. Okay, train station. Yep. There is uh, an audition. Audition. There is a uh, poop. We know, path. so that can be one of them. There is uh, a famous person. Uh huh. And there is lots of poop. There's is certainly lots of poop, and there's also fear. Okay, I'm gonna say fear. That's okay. that was a good teaser, it's the right fear there. Fear factor. Yes, thank you. Coming. Can't soon. wait to hear it. In a world, um, I, I do have to say though, before I get to the story, that I I'm struck by in my music how frequently I am in that exact position that you were talking about, where I've been assimilating things for yeah. so long that the act, actual act of creation at a certain point reaches this sort of threshold, which is where I am right now in the ballet because I, I took last week off, mm-hmm. which is part of why we didn't have an episode, was that plus Thanksgiving. Thank you for that. And uh, you're welcome. I was you know, keeping, it, keeping it on point. Uh, and I took it off basically to compose. So I just stayed home for three days and just wrote and without having to do it like at night or in the morning or at a stressful you lunch break eat, or anything. You didn't sleep. You just <laughs> all in I your did. shark pajamas. I got my shark. Actually, I got Spidey PJs in the now. basement. Spidey I wore PJs, my Spidey right. onesie, yeah. Um. And it was it was just so wonderful. It was just like, and I didn't even have to actually lock myself up because at this point I'm I'm far enough along in the piece that yeah. all of the things that I've been kind of putting in, all the planning that I've been doing for the last year, all of the music that I've written to this point, which is the first, you know, by that basically before last week I'd written more than half of the piece already, and yeah. I had to do basically another quarter of it. Um, all of that stuff was just sort of like milling around, and mm. so I'd be kind of dreading the sequence that I had to write last week yeah. because I knew it was going to be complicated. But when it, when it came time to sit down and do it, my brain was just ready because I had been working so hard on it. And, and within those three or four days, basically, the whole thing was... It just that, came whole together. section was done, yeah. Mm. And I sat back and I was like, was I being like lazy or was I just going on instinct? And I was like, no, it's because I know the piece now so it can reveal itself. Yeah, right? yeah. So I had to work, 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 work. And then I hit the point and now the piece is just alive and I'm not stressed anymore. That's awesome. So even though there's only a month left before it's due... Like it's gonna happen. Like I know the piece knows itself now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the time that's that's what happens in these expert situations where, you know, you become you you actually sort of master something, and before you realize it, um, you're able to do many more impressive things than you thought you could initially do. I just gave myself another transition yeah, into that same it. story by bringing up master. So here we go. Master All right, train. here we go. Master train fear factor. <laughs> so in college, I was I was sort of an unlikely candidate for getting into a, a graduate program in music composition. One thing, because I'm a moron, yeah. but also because I didn't come Clearly. from a composition program. I was at a liberal arts college that didn't have it. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't get seriously into it until like my second year of college. So I was sort of, um, I wasn't expecting to get into a top tier school. So of course I applied only to top tier <laughs> programs. <laughs> the Patrick Green way. Yeah, right, and, and assumed I would get in. Uh-huh. Um, but the one that I really wanted to go to was Juilliard, which mm-hmm. is not unique Naturally. to me because that's kind of the <laughs> default if you want to go to the a gold great, standard. Yeah, that's like where you, if you want to go to a great music program, you want to go to Juilliard. Um, but I thought like, there's no way I'm going to get an audition to this. The the thing is that when you when you're in the the world of uh, professional music, especially professional classical classical music, it's it's quite small. Yeah. And it is so dependent on connections and networking. Oh, yeah. And I know it's like that for any industry. But it especially is. It is. because this is like, it's so hard to break into things with this yeah. that you really need to rely on those relationships that you cultivate and, and on delivering over and over again on those relationships and make, oh, you know, help each other out. Mm-hmm. So we had a visiting organist come to my undergraduate named Paul Jacobs, who was on the faculty at Juilliard. And I kind of harangued him at an after party after he performed <laughs> and talked to him about the music of Olivier Messiaen, who's a great French composer that I really love. And he you was seduced like, him, is what you're saying. I, I literally, I was like, I was like, I'm going to impress the Seductress. fuck out of this person. Well, and he was like loving it. You know, yeah. he was like, oh wow, like let's talk about eating so, it up. Yeah, he was like, he was like, bring it on. <laughs> um, and so I, I impressed him enough that he was like, you know what, I'm going to get you an audition. Um, so I was like, so I, so well, I shit my pants then. That was the first shit. <laughs> and then he was like, I'm going to set like, What's you that up smell? with. Smell. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nothing. Excuse me. <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> talk about music. So he sent me. He 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 put me in touch with this guy Samuel Adler who is one of the most famous uh, 
music faculty members of the second half of the 20th century. He's written a lot of textbooks that are basically standard repertoire for people. Wow. And a great composer in his own right. Yeah. Won a lot of awards. He's like in, in his 80s. Um, and and he and Paul basically set this thing up. So I was like completely, you know. Shitting yourself. Yeah, like no, n- no other schools were even like passingly interested in me. Other than the one that I ended up going to, which was not Juilliard. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, and so I, but I knew nothing. I had no coach in this. I didn't know what I needed to do to prepare for yeah. it. I didn't like. The, and nowadays, I bet uh, having a coach and like, I mean, uh, just from my uh, conversations with parents who have kids going into college now, specifically like special yeah. programs like drama or you know yeah. theater is an example. There are there's whole industries around this. Oh yeah, right? we have friends that work for preparing oh, yeah. people to apply. And There's do a company called My College Audition that get headshots and all that. Um, yeah, I didn't have any of that. Actually, I think I think your friend is the one I heard about in the context of a colleague here who had a son going through. And, oh yeah, oh right, yeah, yeah right. It yeah, all comes Lori, back. Exactly. Yeah, it's Look, all it all comes. It's all coming. Yeah. Oh, my voice is still gone. That's good. <laughs> um, that was supposed to be a Thankfully, song. Thankfully, it is gone. Yeah. It so is. we don't have to <clears throat> hear that. So we. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I had nobody telling me what I was supposed to do. I didn't yeah. like come from a, a, a conservatory program. So I basically was like, well, I'm going to bring, you know, nothing. I'm just going to go <laughs> to this thing and I'm just going to figure it out because I'm a moron. So I get on the train uh, at Grand Central, uh, the train to Grand Central Terminal in New yeah. York. Um, and for once in my life, I was running early. You know, mm-hmm. I was like total. I was I was really planned out. I had a suit. I had everything ready to go. I had a briefcase. Top I had hat. nothing in it. Yeah, I had like I had like my. I had a monocle. <laughs> I had a Mr. Peanut thing. No, but I, I like you know. I was like, well, I'm going to at least look professional. I'm going to bring things that I'm working on. You know, props, uh, props. I'm going to bring a cape <laughs> just in case. And I go you gotta bring props to these. Things. <laughs> you always got to bring. I, if you, I've learned anything from Carrot Top is you got to bring props. <laughs> so I get to Grand Central and I'm like, oh man, okay. And then I, I realized, as I often do. Oh my god! I have to take a shit. Yep. And I was like, "Well, you know what? I have to get across the town. Stress and do shit. I'm going right? to have an hour. I yeah. can probably figure that out. But I, I really, I don't want to be sitting there with fucking Samuel Adler, my one chance at greatness <laughs> here, with a dump, you know, in sitting right in my me. lower colon, you know, just yeah. getting ready to go. So I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta let it rip. So I like, I like find a, the bathroom, which you've probably been in the Grand. I feel like everybody's been in the bathrooms at Grand Central. At I some don't point. think I have. No. Okay. Well, you're not missing much. They're no, I, awful. I mean, uh, that's purposeful. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful for a building that looks as beautiful as Grand Central does. The bathrooms are fucking horrible i, I would imagine they would be so i go into the bathroom i put like my briefcase thing on the on the stand take my coat off you know i got my fucking like my like nice white khakis on which is a mistake and you i gotta have, remove like, the top this, hat like, suit. and those you know, don't hang on hat. hooks easily no so they don't they're too really... heavy why don't they make so I, you know, a little to, thing that they hang a with top you know hat hook yeah they no no not right even a hook but like an actual uh what's the word because why are you gonna take your hat off you're taking a shit what do you? What do you? What do you? What's the problem with that? Are you pooping through your cranium? You know, it's hot wearing those things. The top hat, wires. That's true, especially if you're straining. <laughs> if you're really going, you're just, oh, I wish I could take my hat off. Right? You got to put it in your knee. It's just yeah. But then you're running the risk. Oh the ultimate, no, you can't put it anywhere risk. near the actual That's toilet. True. The splashback. Oh, forget about it. Yeah. Anyway, speaking That's of splashback. I don't wear top hats anymore. So, I, so I take this dump at Grand Central, and of course, it's it's just horrible, and it's just a nervous dump. nightmare situation. There's a, lot, there's a lot of pressure behind it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, at least it's, you know, a train station that's visited by fucking 30,000 people a day. They'll have the facilities to handle this, which they did not. And then you not. realized it so was I a toddler bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why am I back in the preschool again? <laughs> Mom! And I flush the toilet and it backs up and sprays. <laughs> so it actually does a fucking fountain effect. No way. Yes! It goes up in the Did air. you do something in a prior life to offend toilets? I don't know. I don't know what, what I did. What happened? It wasn't even that. This was not like, at Jude's preschool, like that shit was, like they could write books about it. Yeah. This was not that. This was just a regular dump. Yeah. Something was wrong, clearly. So it was the person prior wrong to with you, the toilet. that's what happened. It was bet. probably some fucking yeah. asshole, literally. So so it sprays all over my nice outfit. Yeah. Oh my God. And I'm God. sitting there completely, actually drenched. <laughs> Thinking, I have now thirty minutes to get to this audition with the legendary Samuel Adler, <laughs> and I'm covered in poop I'm water. I'm covered in poop water. My top hat's ruined. Top hat is ruined. So I'm like just Soggy. trying to like kind of like sop. I'm trying to like mop it up a little bit with paper towels. Um, and I'm like, I I smell like shit right now. Yeah. 
Um, but I did not have time to do anything about it. So Naturally. I go, so I, so I dry myself off. I go stand outside. I walk around a Barnes and Noble for a while, trying to kind of air dry, trying to keep moving so the smell doesn't cling to me. Sure, there wasn't sure. like visible poop. At, at least I, people I think, around you were just collapsing from the smell <laughs> as you walk through, just jumping yeah. out the window. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that it was just water on me because I think it went down and then oh, the water okay. came up. Yeah. I, if it had been actual brown streaks, <laughs> I would not have gone to Juilliard like that. But I think it was just it was toilet water, which uh, to be fair is horrible okay yeah. it, it's no, horrible but it's, i'm not it'd gonna be say worse it's not. if it were streets it was, there was no yeah. visible shit yeah so i i go to this barnes and noble i do laps of course as i'm doing that i'm seeing books by samuel adler on the fucking bookshelf oh, my, like, god, oh my god really this is like happening yes that's amazing so i buy one just like like bring it be like hey i was just reading your book <sighs> i go to this edition put a bookmark in it halfway through <laughs> yeah right make it yeah. like really fuck it up like you should have just went through the macy's you know they have like all those people who spray you down as you walk With through the perfume i should have done that be like that's the thing it's like a car wash you know <laughs> that's not a car wash. Turn it on. Yeah, that's yeah. not a car My wash. My sounds were of a... Uh, it was a pit stop again. A pit stop, You love yeah. that fucking sound effect. I do, but you're the one who... Yeah, you did it last time. You I did. did it much yeah. better. And I the did. car I mean, sound. Well, I can't now because I don't have a voice to sing falsetto. That's true. So I go to the audition. I am still somewhat damp. I get lost in Juilliard because I this always happens to me. <laughs> And I am trying to find it desperately. I don't have a smartphone. This is 2007. So I'm like sitting there with my fucking, you know. A map. My flip phone thing. Yeah, Google Maps printout. It was an actual, actual card with like a pirate map, map with an X on it. Yeah. It was like written on a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> I, find, I find Samuel Lather's office. And he's like, oh, hi. And I'm like, I'm like Were you panicking. Late? No, I was I was still, I was on time. Okay. But I was I was acting like I was late because I was so apologetic. I'm also soaking wet. Yeah, know? yeah. And I like sit down and he's like, so like, so what did you bring? And I'm like. Oh my god! He's like, well, let's play some recordings. I'm oh, like, no, man. I don't have any recordings because I'm not a fucking composer yet. That's right. like why I'm coming here, right? But so then I was like, well, I, I don't have, I, I didn't. Nobody told me what I was supposed to do, and I, I'm too lazy to have researched it. I didn't say that. Yeah, I was, so I was like, uh, I hope you don't actually. Yeah, but I did bring what I wrote on the train in my head, and that was he really. It brought him to tears. Yeah, he shit his pants too, and then, and then I was like, "It's okay, let's go to the so bathroom." So you wrote something and on the train in your head? Yeah, I always write on the train. I I, I, yeah. I write really good music on the train. Actually, I don't know yeah. why. It's something about the motion of it or something. Oh yeah, no, that makes total sense. But he was really, he was really like into it, um, and I, and he was like, "Well, why don't you come?" Wait, study? so how did you share that with him? Did you like hum it? I mean, what, no, what? I took it out. I gave him the piece of paper. That oh, okay, because you said it was in your head that you had. Um, well, I was trans- transcribing it from my put it brain uh-huh. onto the onto the paper. And he was like, this is really good. He was like, you're not going to get into Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever heard, but you're not going to get into yeah, Juilliard. He, he said, he you said, smell like shit. It, yeah, he's like, you obviously just Grand Central took a dump on you. Well, he was like, you, you, you just don't took have. a Grand Central dump. A Grand, <laughs> Grand Central terminal. He's like, you don't have the, the connections and like, you know, your background. Like, it's it's really? going to be hard. That's the, what the he board said? will probably not oh, approve okay, you, But okay. I think you write really good music. So I want you to study with me in Germany. Wow. At this institute that he had. That's interesting. Um, and I was like, creepy. I was like, that's not going to happen, but thank you very much. <laughs> and then I left. You're not going to get in, but come with Germany to and, me today. And I didn't, I've, I've applied to Juilliard four times, oh, and he's written man. me letters and everything, and yeah. I've never, never gotten into Even it. Even with his written fucking letters? Yeah. Damn. That just says how how difficult it is. Oh, either that or he's the only person who likes my music. It, it, it could be that everybody else is, is like, just like, no. This oh, here's shitbag Patrick he Clearly the shitbags. Oh, here comes good old shitbag Patrick. Adler's little shitbag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his pet project. Here you it know, is. Right. Anyway, um, wow. Um, I should have done, done Berlin, but I was going to, I was like, you know, in college. I didn't, want, I didn't have any money saved up for it and I couldn't do it. And, yeah, that's, that's you know. like, that's intimidating too. Also scary. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Well, he was the first person. I'm glad he stuck around. He was the first person who didn't know me. Yeah. Who was impressed by my Well, that's music, a good fucking first person which was, to have. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and I've kind of carried that with me. And we still yeah. talk sometimes on email. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Text message. Somebody yeah. early on. Uh, Emojis. Yeah. yeah, we do. We just send each other just Snap. The, the eggplant emoji over and over mm-hmm. again. Just all he's day. A, it turns out he's a big fan of Top Hats. So that, is, that's I, actually what won him over. Yeah. He loves Top Hats and toilet bowls. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's my. That's that my sounds like story. a good podcast right there. Holy top shit! Hats and toilet Can we change bowls. the name of this? Yeah, top hats and toilet bowls. Top well. hats and toilet bowl. Welcome to top hats and toilet bowl. That's hard to say. Yeah, fuck All it, right. fuck it. Just, just winging just it. Winging it is. So how you been? Um, How's your dadding going? I'm good. Yeah, dadding's fun. You know, uh, Luke's just getting over a little thing, but you know they always are. Uh huh. Um, and. It's there. He went through a definite like leap, you know, these so-called leaps, which are I love that terminology because it's just like, you know, his brain has like leapt over a building onto another building or something. And uh, he's just like a little kid now. Yeah. 
you know? He's 13 months, and uh, yesterday he, we have this little, um, very, it's very little, it's like, it's not, it doesn't even look like a kid would fit in it, uh, a shopping cart, a play shopping cart, mm-hmm. you know, where they can put like fake groceries in, and he climbed into that on his own, which is like, it's high enough that if it f- toppled over, he would, you know, he'd get hurt. He'd be killed. Um, he might die. Yeah. And then, so he climbed into it, uh, organized himself to like, in a sitting position, because you can't climb into it like in the, f- in the right position to sit immediately. You have to like turn yourself around. Right. So he contorted himself to sit in it. And then Grace started just pushing him around the house and he was laughing and it was like, and it was just this moment where I'm like, they're, they're like playing with each other, yeah. you know, like fully functioning. You know, of course what they were doing was very dangerous cause he could have died. Right. But I, I let it go cause it was like an amazing thing to watch. And you know, I just sort of hovered over them to make sure he didn't topple over. Um, but it's just so much fun. I mean, yeah. you know, you've experienced this for longer now, you know, having them at an age where they can play with each other. It's just so much fun to watch. It's, cr- it's crazy. It, and, and it, and it, that, that also takes leaps. That also changes that yeah. relationship. Which oh, is, I, I'm noticing a lot now. Yeah. Um, but those moments where like, I, I might've brought this up on the podcast, but a few weeks ago, um, I went back into, or I had to go wake them up. Oh yeah, I did bring it up. I went, I went into their room to wake them up because they, they've been up late and yeah. I saw Henry climbing into bed with Jude with the books. Yeah. And, uh-huh. I, and I asked Jude about it and he's like, yeah, we just read together in the mornings, you know, things like that. Amazing. And just those moments where they kind of, uh, they just kind of go off on Isn't their own beautiful? and they do things. I just, I just love it. And especially when, I mean, I'm also like, I'm okay with them having sort of violent interactions as yeah, well because because yeah. they definitely like they they play kind of hard because they're two little boys you know of course but it's it's really nice when they don't do that like yeah. when they when they work on things together and, right i mean henry also is in a leap right now and it's just fucking it's just crazy it it's is just wild so hard because he's saying sentences and he's like saying you know yeah it's just it just like feels like i mean it may, maybe it actually was a week ago but it feels like it was like a week ago that he was just like like you know mama dada right you know, binky baba and now he's like saying like like, Daddy, don't hurt me. You know, oh. things like that. Because he says that every day because I fucking hurt him. <laughs> Ouch. No, well, well, that's the thing. Because he, he also has Thanks. this, like, amazing sense of humor. So, like, he'll say things like, oh, that scares me. Uh. <laughs> when he, like, and he'll, like, look and kind of, like, wink, you know, if he doesn't want to do something. Yeah, yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah. like, Daddy, don't hurt me. That's awesome. Um, I wish people could see your face right now as you do that each time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He's not, like, he's not crying. He's not saying, Father, don't don't injure me anymore. <laughs> Father. Although I did that accidentally last night. I hurt Jude last night. We were, I, so he was, he likes the uh, the hair dryer a lot. Yeah. I didn't burn Especially him. in don't the worry. bathtub. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. I just threw it in there. <laughs> Catch! But he came out of the shower. And, and he it was cold, so he's like, "Can you do the hair dryer?" You know, and I was like drying yeah. his hair off with it, and then um, I put it back, and then I was like, kind of like just brushing his head with like a towel, like like are you dry yet? And then are you yeah, dry yet? You whipped and him and he it. was uh-huh. like, "Daddy, whoosh, daddy," whoosh. and I did it once, and I recoiled too quickly, uh-huh. and it like snapped oh. really hard. And he was like, "Ah!" <laughs> it was like, he dropped to his knees because it was going like one mile. I was just like, <laughs> and then just the recoil of it was like, you whoosh. don't realize the power you have, I'm yeah, as an adult, narrowly strong, right? Yeah. yeah. I know that's always scary when that happens. Yeah, it was okay. I think we, that we happened to me recently. I can't even remember what it was with Grace. We were playing and something like that happened. Throwing knives at each other. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. we were throwing knives, and I just didn't realize how fast I threw the thing, and it just <laughs> went right through her arm. It's 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 easy. It's easy to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's scary. Um, you know, uh, reptile's brewmate. Did you know this? What the fuck did you just say? This is so. Wait, br- say so, that again. So, brewmate, reptiles, brewmate, brewmate. Oh God, go ahead, explain brewmate. it. Explain. <laughs> so, brumation. Explain what brumation is. Brumate. Brumation is brumate. Brumate. It's like a broom, basic. Oh my God! Broom, shut up. Brumate. Brumate. It, but brumate. <laughs> it's basically like hibernation, but not quite as intense. Oh. Um, I did not know this. Until <laughs> did you think Peter, he died? Yeah, well, I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with him?" Because for three He's days been now, for three days, he basically just he took the biggest shit of his life, uh-huh. which was great. And then, and then he just sort of like got in one position and didn't move. And I was like, oh my god, like he's this is, this the, is end. the end. I was, of course, I was like, I was like typing in Google, I was like lizard brain tumor, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. as about you do to for die. yourself. Now, I was like, yeah. does that mean I also have? And brain then you tumor? realized it was just his brain tumor contagious. Mm-hmm. I was like, we all have AIDS now, death. <laughs> Um, but it turns out that they just do this, and I did not know that. They wow. actually they go into semi hibernative states for months at a time. What is the semi part? Like, because so he like he opens be... his eyes. Like when I walk by him, he's oh, like, "Oh, that's creepy." Ooh. And then he's like, "No, I'm not interested." And he kind of like does this again. Oh man, so I'd love to, to brew like, right now. For, just for like, I know, right? That's what that's what. So Michael it's basically was you're like in power saving mode. 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> you just like don't really metabolize. Yeah. You don't really eat. You don't really uh, shit. That sounds lovely. And then every week we're supposed <clears throat> to give them like just like a warm just bath. Just give me like a month them... of that. I feel like we oh, come back man. so rejuvenated. Or a day. Yeah, or a day. fucking a day, morning. It would be fun. Just like a couple hours where I'm just like not. <laughs> just sleeping doing in until something. like 9 a.m. Oh, God. Right? Give it to me. <laughs> just like I want to brewmate for one like, solid night. I want to brewmate so hard. All over that like, night. <laughs> This <laughs> sounds so sexual, but seriously, wouldn't it be great just to like just to just sleep and then like not even be bothered to get up and not take even a wake dump, up? Just be like, I don't even just need forget to. about waking up. Just at all. once a week, give me a warm <laughs> bath for a couple minutes and then put me back. I'm just gonna sleep under a hot lamp. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, so Peter's he's, wow. he's okay, but he's in brumation right now. <sighs> Good for you, fucking Peter. Yeah. And to be fair, there was no transition into that. I just wanted to bring it up before yeah. we got into the meat of the episode. We should get into the meat it. of the episode. We should the meat. <laughs> So, uh, we didn't talk about Thanksgiving, but oh well. I'm sure yours was fine, right? Mine, mine was fine. It's crazy. Nothing noteworthy. It's good. Yeah, good. Just one hack. So, now that we're officially through Thanksgiving, <laughs> no, <that's it>. right. <laughs> we are officially in holiday season. Officially. Uh, you go anywhere right now, you turn on the radio, you know, it's all around us, right? It's just like, the, the season can't wait to just emerge, and it has. Alexa, play Christmas carols. That's what I did this morning. There you when go. <laughs> did you really? I did, yeah. <laughs> Well, we have we have Echo Dots everywhere now. Oh, me too. Of the Cyber Monday oh, I'm thing. so with you. Like, yeah, we, we already had too many of them for our house, which yeah. is not very. Big. I just we line the have... ceiling with them now, so as <laughs> I walk, so it's many. just like because it was go, a go, promotion. Go, go, go. They yeah. were doing. You can get the the second gen. Yeah. the second gen it's Echo like, Dot with a smart plug. I think it was twenty cents. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, well, of course. No, the smart it's plug like, one. I did one, that too. Yeah, I was like, I will be smart by Amazon. Where the fun happens. So I, of course, you know, now we have so many. So I say, you know, like turn on Christmas music, and like twenty five Alexas are like, ooh. But it's amazing. Only one of them responds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we do that in our space. You know, it's an open space amazing. and I have one on either end just amazing. because it's so far apart yeah. and um, which usually works out. But sometimes it's really annoying because the wrong one will start. Right. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's it, the holiday season's here. Yes. And I thought as a follow up for our last conversation, we got to we got to talk about Santa Claus. Let's talk um, about Santa Claus. You know, particularly because you're going to help me. That's what this show's about. Helping me. Yes. Work through. Uh, how and when I'm going to, or whether I'm going to introduce Santa to Grace. So the stakes are high right now. Again, are you this ready? is an episode where if kids are in the car, oh yeah, that's potentially <laughs> good, good time to change the channel. Uh, change the channel, like yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. clicking. You might like, not want to yeah. keep listening to this. Yeah, on your Sirius XM satellite radio station, where the fun happens. Well, I think that uh, it's a very complicated conversation. It is, which so is why I'm like excited to, get your to have it. On. I feel like you're coming <clears> at it. Last time this came up, I was uh, yeah. in a mood. You you were in a mood. You went a you went angry. a bit extreme as yeah, you do. As I, t- mm-hmm. I tend to go full ass. So yeah, you do. I'm wondering what's what's your what are your thoughts on it? Well, my thoughts. You're deeply religious too. Oh, deeply. I go to church. You're every, Orthodox. Uh, I'm actually uh, praying as we speak. <laughs> it's just, just always praying. There's like yeah, I partition my brain so there's a part of it that's always just a church. Just always a church. <laughs> just sitting in that pew. What kind of fucking nerd humor is that? I partitioned my brain. Is anybody even going to get that? Machine learning. I've got a D and an E drive in there, you know? Well, you know, dolphins do that. And the Did E you drive is just in You know, church. dolphins partition their brain. Really? Just like Windows That's and so a Mac. That's so efficient. Yeah, they do. And one half of it stays awake yeah. all of the time, <laughs> and the other half sleeps. I'm laughing because I imagine that the half of your brain that's partitioned would just be constantly farting. <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> it's always just a farting. Constant fart. <laughs> 24 hours a day. And then, and then laughing at itself. Yeah. You know? yeah. That, that's it's, it. it's a feedback loop. So yeah, this yeah, side's yeah, yeah. laughing and that side's farting. <laughs> that's pretty accurate, right? honestly. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty spot that's, on. I, that's exactly yeah. what's happening. And for me, it's at church. But so, the, yeah, <laughs> just, just praying. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm actually, but I'm not, so that, I wouldn't describe myself as. That's why they never fall asleep as, all the way. Because one oh, half is awake, I did know that. Because if they did, that would be bad. Now you say it. No, I, I knew about the falling asleep thing because I just read a National Geographic article about sleep. It was fascinating. Fucking dork. Um, right? Yeah. And uh, it talked about dolphins and how they do that because otherwise, really? wouldn't they just like die? They just like sink to the bottom and die. They would. I wrote that article. Oh, that makes yeah. so much sense now. Have you ever seen- It was like off the rails about elderly and all this other shit in it too. Really? That was, was a it joke. About D- I was making fun of your oh, article. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> um, stay, st- stick, stay up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even <laughs> words. Oh God! I All feel right. so much healthier right now. It's so funny. You should. Yeah. As you're getting healthier, I'm getting unhealthier. I know. It's like Get down I'm glad I can give that to you. It's like the yin yang. Give thing, me the health, right? One of us is always sick, and the yes. other has to be. That's true. Off, off cycle, off balance it. Off, off cycle, off. menopause. 
<laughs> what the fuck are you talking what about? Oh, Santa we... Claus. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So here we go. <clears throat> I'm not. I wouldn't describe myself as super religious. I feel like I'm a spiritual person, and I, 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 I find value in religion. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a very uh, utilitarian way of saying it. Yeah. Um, and so for for Santa Claus, I here's where the mixed part of it, mixed feelings come in. Part of it is actually that Bethany and I had very different upbringings on Santa. Mine was very much like my mom always, you know, we were we believed in Santa and they did the, the Santa Claus thing and it was super exciting and I have great memories as a child and my mom did it, you know, even after we didn't believe in Santa, she would still, you know, label some of the presents as from Santa, that kind of thing. Um, and the cookie and all that kind of stuff. So so I have great memories of this and, and right off the bat, I, th- I expected, you know, I would do this with my kids too. Over the years, though, even before we ever had kids, Bethany and I would would talk about this, and her mom um, didn't uh, teach or teach Santa. Didn't um... <laughs> I'm just I'm bending over because my fucking pita what bread. What are you doing? I'm th- I, just look at me. Oh wow! For eating, I don't know how pita bread got Jesus so crummy. Christ. You've got crumbs all over you, I'm covered in crumbs. And pita anyway. bread doesn't even turn into crumbs. I know, but I'm I'm I wore black pants again. My <laughs> pant color choice was horrible. Now I'm covered in white powder. It looks like we're snorting coke back here. Oh man! And your Which top hat is covered in like pita too. dust. That's what my top hat is. Okay, so <clears throat> Bethany didn't have Santa Claus growing up. Yeah, sad at, child at, at child all. Upbringing. No, at all. And part of it is oh actually my God. well. So her we mom found one. Her wait mom, a minute. What's that? Well, I mean, go. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just emotionally saying. Wait a minute. Yeah. Proceed. Okay, I'll proceed. So her mom, <laughs> uh, just like thought it was actually. I don't want to misspeak. I mean, I don't want to misrepresent her mom and how she felt about it. But my understanding is that she actually thought that she was like lying and did not feel comfortable with that with mm. Santa Claus. And then an, a particular piece of it that came into play is that um, when Mar- uh, Bethany's older sister learned about Santa Claus from whatever school or whatever. She came back and was like really scared about the idea that anyone could just come through the chimney. <laughs> you know? The Shark like, Lord like effect. Like this yeah. big, you know, this fat dude can come down the yeah. chimney. Then who um, I mean then who, who else say that come? other yeah. Yeah, so I think that was part of it as well and she was actually feeling she like thought of it very literally and was scared. Um, and so her mom chose to just like dispel the myth and say, you know, and explain uh, I think in a um, appreciative way or respectful way, that's the word why people believe in Santa, mm-hmm. but that it's not real. And, you know, and they, they talked about um, St. Nicholas, and that's like, a, you know, the religious aspect to this and where some of the roots of Santa Claus are. So they still understood that part of it uh, and the idea of charity and all that. But they grew up not believing in Santa, not getting any gifts from Santa. And so I think Bethany, you know, has... Um, Neither of us are feeling like hardline about this in any way, mm-hmm. um, but we've had some conversations about like what do we want to do, and right. we now are at a s- stage where Grace is three, and she hasn't talked to us at all about Santa Claus. Um, but I imagine we'll start to hear more about it in daycare, maybe, um, and you know, maybe. F- well, I'm not even sure who else from because it's like you know she's not yet plugged into a school or a bigger mm-hmm. kind of community, so we'll see. But. I mean, I'm sure she like, notices Santa all over everything. Well, yeah, and you like, know? you know, we're probably going to go to a town thing with Santa Claus, and it's at it's at malls and all this right. other stuff, so you can't not see it. But we could probably still get by another year without even addressing it if we wanted to. Did you know Jude's bus driver? Is Santa Claus? Well, he he does it. So so he's oh man, he's, he specifically grows his beard all year round. Yeah, to be long and white. Oh, I love he, that. So he already has it again. He has his uh, hat on every day, and he, and he picks him up. And he doesn't call himself Santa. Like, yeah, he doesn't like try to like fool them into right, it. right, right, right. <clears throat> but but he just like to celebrate. He like dresses up like Santa every day for them in December. That's so, fucking cute. That is awesome. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I I wonder. So I guess you haven't experienced it yet because this is his first year on the bus. But like, it'll be interesting. I guess he, since he doesn't claim to be Santa, it's not as confusing. But right. Um, when kids see a Santa Claus who is someone that they know, I imagine that can be more confusing. But yeah, I really want to hear your thoughts on this and what you've how, like how it's gone so far for you. How you introduced your kids to Santa and what that's been like. Well, before I uh, get get into the into the meat of that. Which I'm saying that expression is coming up a lot today. I, I, <laughs> the meat just of it. to go back to something you were the saying. Santa meat. The Santa. Oh, I love Santa's meat. <laughs> oh God. Um, so I, I, I on hope the last kids aren't episode, listening anymore. I really hope. Yeah, for the love of God. If, yeah. If the exploding toilets weren't enough, <laughs> I, I on the last episode I, I kind of went off on a tangent about. Um, yeah, you do that. I do that about 
getting angry because of the articles that we were reading about <clears throat> parents wanting to yeah. ruin the illusion of Santa Claus for other kids. <laughs> Just right? your framing of that. that, that because that's their intent. It's well, ruining. Because, well, because no, because they were saying like my child. I'm proud that my child will be the one that that tells your child that Santa Claus really? isn't real. You've, yes, that's really yes. Oh man, those people are dicks. Yes, right. So uh, when I'm I'm not talking about Bethany's family when I say that there sure? are there are you're uh, just being nice. You really I, uh, are talking. About I'm them. exactly picturing her family. <laughs> like there are definite. I there are. We live in a world where there are many reasons for people to do things. There, it, is, it is always complex. If you don't want to participate in the Santa Claus tradition, obviously there is no pressure to do that. But but you're judging them all. Yeah, no. But yes, if you, you try to fuck it up for people who are, <laughs> yeah, that's just where it's to ruin like, it, that yeah. to me, if you weaponize it, I think that sucks. I and think I'll, that is all right, just, so I'll give it to you that there are some people out there. You read articles, and there are, I'm sure, some people out there who are doing that. But by and large, I think the people, the parents out there who aren't doing Santa, are not in that camp. I mean, I don't think most well, what, of them... What, what, what camp do you think most of them are in? Well, so I read a few articles t- as well, and there's one in particular that I wanted to bring up because it was really helpful in, in my thinking on this. Um, but I think there are parents who feel like... The, the piece that you mentioned about wanting to encourage kids to be uh, not just intelligent, but like to practice skepticism, mm-hmm. to practice critical thinking, right? And they feel something wrong about uh, building up... You know, they might call it a lie... Um, but something that isn't real. It's a lie. It's not real. I think there's particularly a segment of people who are not religious um, and, you know, I think are maybe a little bit uh, less comfortable with faith-based sort of thinking um, that might fall into this camp. Maybe there's also, on the flip side, like Bethany's mom, people who are religious and would rather, you know, teach about St. Nicholas or um, some of the religious aspect of this rather than the commercialization of all of it. So I'm just making up examples here. Um, but in the examples that I read, it was more of the non-religious people wanting to, you know, being scared about introducing it to the, their kids and like undermining their kids' intelligence. Um, and I'll say from my perspective, the piece the, the piece that I can relate to in Bethany's experience is that uh, the actual, like when it actually comes to it and I have to like talk to Grace about it, I feel like that's going to be uncomfortable to talk about something that I know isn't real. Mm. You know what I mean? And to do so in a way that is like respectful of her intelligence um, and you know, her intelligence. I mean, she's three year old. I know that, but, um, Genius. but, <laughs> but, uh, at some level, you know, you are making something up to your kid and there's something that feels a little uncomfortable. I'll put it that way in me about well, let that. Let me ask you, like, do you, uh, when you guys play with toys <laughs> or when she plays with toys, we don't use any imagination. Does, no. yeah, Whenever she tries to pretend something is something like, else, I'm like, no, that's not. You're like, that's no, a, that's that a is horse. not that real. Is not a unicorn. That is a Unicorns do not that exist. That was manufactured in Korea yeah. four years ago, <laughs> you little moron. Right? The, the, yeah. Childhood childhood is not science, you know? Like, childhood is not... <laughs> right. Ch- that. That's a quote right there for our show. Childhood, childhood is not, is not science. science. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. What, 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 I, what I mean I know, by that... I know, I know what, you're what saying. I, mean, I, yeah. I, I believe really wholeheartedly in the scientific method of... I, I think that if, if there is something religious... You know, I think I believe in love, and I believe Tyson. in <laughs> I believe I believe I believe in our capacity for love, and I believe in our capacity for reason. Yeah, really, Nicely really deeply. Up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think that um, obviously I want to cultivate that in kids. Yes. Right. Right. But uh, I think that part of childhood and part of what's special about childhood is precisely that it's the imaginative Magic. aspect to it. Yeah. And if we go through our lives being completely literalist about everything that we come across, how boring, how dumb, yeah, how inflexible. Well, and I think we're both how you dogmatic, know, creative people. And I think uh, I I remember even as back far back as elementary school when we had some exercise where we like talk about the things that we look for in other friends. I put creativity as the number one. Yeah. Um. Like there is something so wonderful about imagination, and of course, like as kids especially, um, that's something that you do want to not just preserve, but like cultivate. And you know, it's like really sad when when imagination and creativity sort of. Uh, get a dose of reality later on in it life. It is, yeah. right. And that happens to everybody. It, it happens does, to us. Yeah. yeah. And Corrupted, that, and it's, that's the word. And that's and that's okay. You know, that's yeah, that's yeah. just the way it's life gonna happen. goes. Right. But before that happens, have fun with it, you know? And yeah. and the whole thing is that like when when you grow up, if you're a creative person or if you're anybody, if you go through your if life anybody. never or if you're nobody. Or if you're nothing. Or yeah. if you're a toilet in Grand Central. If you are if, a piece of dirt. If you're even. an actual piece of dirt and you don't take some degree of imagination in your life if you don't have some degree of 
aspirationalism of thinking, you know, someday I could do this. Yeah. Someday I could do that. You know, if someday you don't tell yourself stories. I could levitate. Someday you could be that frog. Yeah. And you could levitate. No, I, I agree with you entirely. That's right? why when I brought up the levitation thing, I, I think I told you this. I want to believe in a world where it's possible. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> right. And you choose to. And so here's the religious thing is you choose yeah. to believe in it, even in the absence of a human actually levitating and having some. That's prov- right. Provability. That is. I right? mean, yeah, religion is. And so all there's something there's something, you know, quasi having that faith. It, right? mm-hmm. Now, I would I would argue that um, your desire to find somebody that levitates yeah. brings some degree of joy to your life and makes the world a little more magical than it actually in its mundane reality is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, cultivating that in kids is really important and that it's how you deal with it after they kind of start losing their innocence. Yeah. That determines a, your skill as a parent, <laughs> your skill and B, how worthwhile you are as a parent. Yeah, 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 whether or not you should be dead. Yeah, or a parent at all. But also, like, how how well-equipped your kid is for the future, because life is going to be a series of that happening. There is always somebody behind the curtain in the Wizard of, in the mm. Kingdom, you know, the Wizard of Oz, you know, the, yeah. the, the Emerald City. That's you're it. You're always going to find that things aren't, you're, you're always going to meet your idols and find out that they're just, you know. Yeah. I mean, like, you're always going to walk in on Samuel Adler covered in dog <laughs> shit, you know. Um, like that, that always happens. And when it does happen, if you go, Oh my God, I can't watch this movie anymore. This person's not nice. You know, yeah, or, yeah, Oh my yeah, God, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to write novels anymore because I found out that you have to actually have, you actually have to earn money by doing technical writing on the side. Right, right, right. If you go through your life like that, then it's what, why even fucking bother? Yeah. Right. Yeah. The whole point is to transcend our mundane quotidian existence that we just deal with every single day. You know? Yeah. I think that's my opinion. on it. <laughs> no, I mean, so here's the thing. So I set up, you know, how I was thinking about this earlier. And uh, since then, I have been thinking about it more in preparation for the show. And I read this article on uh, PBS.org. And it was, here's why you should lie to your kids about Santa Claus. And what I found why so interesting, should? why you should. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this was a mom who was kind of struggling with this with her own child and had done some uh, reading for you know from some people. And in particular, I forget the guy's name. I can share a link to this article. But she uh, read this guy who does... Angela Lansbury. Uh, yes, exactly. Teach about secular parenting and like, you know, he very much uh, didn't want to raise kids religious. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she, she actually came from a similar place of being... Um, what's the word? Agnostic? Yeah, well, no, not agnostic. Atheist? Um, atheist, yeah. Okay. And uh, so, well, I, I just just for the record, I'm not an atheist. I, I should put that out there. I, I I think atheism is has way more in line with religion than agnosticism. Yeah, does, which is Maybe a separate. I'm, she might be agnostic. Yeah, I don't know because you're right to distinguish between the two because they're very different. Atheist yeah. is actually believing there is no god. Yeah, and right, in fact, right, is, right. you're right. It's like just as extreme in a way because you're you're saying you know there isn't. Right, right. Which, I think you, is can't, you can't prove it in the first place. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, if you're going to become an atheist because yeah. you don't believe in the provability of something, then why would you believe in the anti-provability <laughs> of it as well? It's you know true. I mean? It's true. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, that's I'm not sure exactly. Very different episode, but that's it's true, and we should have it because I really think it'll be a conversation. But what's so interesting about this one is so she's coming from you know maybe more of an agnostic place maybe atheist but whatever um she's not raising her kids with religion and she ended up in this place that i thought i found really helpful which is that there is something actually um first of all you're right that like kids they want to believe in magic they come from that more creative place and imaginative place right and if you at a too early of an age just like squash that Mm -hmm. i think you're really you're missing out right and you're I don't know what you're doing in terms of your child's development, but I, I don't feel on board with that either. <laughs> right. Um, and so on the flip side, there can be something really wonderful also about the mystery of this and the unraveling of it as they get older. And so the way that she handled it, and she called it like Santa light or something like that, where she wouldn't necessarily indulge too deeply in like making up lots of you know stuff about how it works as much as just when the kid, especially as the kid gets older – as her kid got older, she would um, turn the question back to the kid to think about, like, you know, oh, well, you know, people believe that he doesn't actually go to every house in one night, but he might do it in this way. Or, mm-hmm. like, you know, in ways that aren't necessarily saying trying to bend over backwards to create logic to, to you know, um, to make that thing believable. But instead, it's like actually teaching the scientific method to your kid. It's like saying, well, how do you think Ex- you might do that? That's exactly what I'm talking um, about. Yeah, and that's I how you deal with I knew with you would it, be right? able to, you'd resonate with this. That's because exactly what I'm talking about. I, I found that really useful. And in fact, the idea there is that um, you're cultivating that kind of curiosity 
and logical thinking in a kid and exploration. Right? And being exactly. like, well, wait a minute, like, is this really yeah. true? Like, and how can I find out? Yeah, exactly. You know? Now, there, but there's a danger in at too early of an age if they outright say like a Santa real, just saying no because right. they want to believe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, every and their kid, friends do. Kids, of course, their they do. friends get to enjoy that like, experience. Again, like I said, you know, half jokingly, like I want to believe in a world where someone can levitate. I mean, kids it's don't want to do that. Kids want to believe in a world where there's Santa Claus. You kids know what wanna, I mean? Kids, kids want to believe in a world where they can grow up to be an astronaut and a race car driver. Yes, and a scientist. And I kids want to believe good. in a world where someday we can go to Mars and colonize That's it, right. and it won't be, uh, it won't you know and and then you get older and go, well, oh, the atmosphere is not ideal for it. It's so far away, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but like you're a kid. Well, and I think as a, as a parent, I do think there's a role for us to play as they get older and helping them work through that kind of stuff. You know, it's like you don't want to set them up for failure. You don't want them to get to the age of, you know, 21 and still think they're going to be an astronaut and a race car driver and all those things. Unless they happen to fucking be amazing at all those. Right. Things. So in which case they should absolutely. Yeah, in which case, go for it. Go yeah. for it. But. But you like you want to help them work through that and have a realistic sense of self and like their abilities, right? Um, but in terms of this, I so appreciated the idea of like working through that with them. And as they get older, you know, she said like eight or nine or so, um, there was an exchange that they had, and mm-hmm. and she asked like, "Well, what do you think?" Because he asked the question, "Is he real?" And he said, "I think that it's you know you and mom are you and dad giving me presents." And that was like the moment where they you know together were like. Then he was in on it, as you said in the last yeah. episode. Um, but I, I really appreciated that because I think it, it falls somewhere in the middle here of like not bending over backwards to try to like, you know, go against your kid's intelligence. Like if they are at a certain age and they're thinking like, there's no way you could do that. You don't necessarily want to like lie and make up stuff. Right. But you want to, it's, it's a balancing act and there's no exact way of handling it. But, um, I do really, I, I, it struck a chord with me and I think it's an approach that I'd like to take where. You know, we do embrace Santa Claus and the fun of that experience. And then as they get older, where it's fun and at different ages, you know, different kids are going to be ready or not. And that's all good. Right. It's just being responsive. You know, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And just like the Spider-Man thing, you know, when 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 it seemed like Jude wasn't believing in it, you know, I I didn't I wasn't like trying to hammer it home. I was just like, I put that little bit of webbing, hoping that he would like pick (laughs) up on it. And he did, you know, and then and now he's asking me like, well, how does he get back and forth? And I'm like, well. I don't know, maybe he straps himself to the roof of the car, maybe, you know. Right, right, right. Because the whole idea is I'm not being like, well, this is exactly what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun to think about it. It's fun fun to come up with these ideas. I don't think I ever actually really believed in Santa Claus. Well, so that's the thing, too. When I think about it myself, too, I mean, at a certain age, you kind of know. But you want to believe, and that's the fun of it. And also, it's fun to want to believe. That's right. I think that is the key. Yeah. It is fun to want to believe in Santa Claus. It's fun to seek magic in the world. It's fun to subvert your expectations about what the day's going to be like when you wake up. It's fun to look for magic, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then then when you don't find it, it's more enjoyable to figure out, well, what really happened? What, what, because the reality is, is there is a fucking miracle behind Christmas, (laughs) and that's that your parents go out of their way to spend their money to make your life happy and to bring magic to it by yeah, creating your parents, this character. family, all these people, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is actually a miracle to sell, not a miracle, but it's something to celebrate that yeah. is borderline miraculous, that humans have evolved to a point yeah. where we will work all year round, <laughs> save up bonuses from work, and then go and buy things, and then get up in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve and hide it downstairs and put this whole elaborate thing together just to give you a moment of magic in the morning when you wake up. Yep. And that is special. Right? It is, yeah. And that is just as special as this fat magic guy flying all over the place from the North Pole. It's just <laughs> as magical as that. It's just more real. I'm remembering back to my dad. It was Christmas Eve and they gave us one gift like the night before, yeah. you know? And uh, it was a uh, N64 game, but it was like the wrong one that they got me. Oh, fuck. And I was so upset. And my dad on fucking Christmas Eve mm. brought me to the mall. We couldn't even, it took like hours to get there and we couldn't even park in the mall lot. We had to park in like, a lot, you know, a separate lot Why? just to be able to go there because it was so full. On Christmas Eve? Yes, it was unbelievable. What? Christmas Eve was still like a weekday, so it was like a normal. Weird. Yeah, I mean, people shop right up to Christmas Eve to get gifts. Wow. And so we couldn't even get close to the mall, but he took me, it was like an all, you know, it took a long time to do all of this and uh, and I got the right game and I was so happy. But like, you know, I just think but about- But see, but that's something to celebrate. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think, he, to me, I'm, I'm modeling the way that I think, you know, this is hubristic of me to, to <laughs> pretend like I know what life should be like, but I think that but like, you figured it out. You seek magic. Yeah, I've, I've figured everything out. You <laughs> seek magic, and then when you find out that it's not really magic, you look for what's going on behind the scenes, and a lot of the time, that's where the actual magic lies, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of the time, for example, there is something in physics that happens that is completely un 
labelable. We don't have any background for it. Yeah. It challenges the, the model that we've been working with and it seems magical and unknown, you know, yeah. and, it, yeah. and it's something that, and, and it gives you a chance to hope that there's something crazy embedded there that will t- totally transform everything. And then you search for that hope and you search for what it actually was and you realize it was just an error in the calculations. Right. But that process of getting to that was fucking magical in the first place. Yeah. And that error in the calculations means that all these other things work now. Totally. You know, and that you've trained your brain to think about it. What I, what I also love about this and, and reading that article and thinking about it more and, and hearing you talk about it is that um, a lot of the reasons that this author used and that we've talked about in teaching a kid to be sort of uh, use the scientific method and like unravel the mystery and all of that, they thought as a way of like showing that, you know, a lot of people also believe in religion and that's not really something that's real. At least that was the way they wanted to um, raise their kids or at mm-hmm. least that they didn't believe in it. And it's so funny because I would use the exact same argument to say this is why I believe in religion. Like I realize that it is a faith-based thing and I want to believe in something that is like greater than us and this whole framework, you know, that's been passed down for, you know, generations and all that. And uh, so it's the same sort of thinking like my faith and, you know, we'll talk about this more in the religious episode if we do one, but it's very much about about questioning that and, Mm -hmm. and doubting it, you know, and actually coming to terms with that and I feel like that same approach to, you know, wanting to believe in Santa Claus, yes. uh, it comes into play with religion because and other you things want in life. to want to believe, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Because, because, and I'm okay with that, you know? You, you are, your worldview is shaped by your desire that this has a bigger purpose or a bigger meaning or something, or, or that there's something else going on. Right. And that, and that gives you hope, you know, that you, yeah. can search, you can strive towards that. Right. I will say something briefly that I think actually is also helpful vis-a-vis religion and Santa Claus. Something that I don't like is when people use Santa as a threat to get good behavior. The whole oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, I don't think I'll do that. Which is why I, I think Elf on the Shelf is kind of horrifying. I think oh, that the man, whole idea, Elf on the Shelf thing. Yeah, we talked about that too, Bethany and I, and I just do not want any part of that. Because, it, because again, it's, modeling, <laughs> it's modeling the wrong thing, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like I think when people take religion. Not to mention the fucking hassle of doing that every night. Yeah, no fuck thanks. that. But people, a lot of people are religious because they think it gives them some sort of moral superiority right. where like, you know, there's like you do this and you don't do that or oh, you're going to go to hell yeah. or you do this and you don't do that or Jesus is not going to love you right. or you do, you know, you know what I mean? And oh I, yeah. And I think that that is where a lot of unhealthiness comes from because you're doing good in service of something else, not in service of doing good. Right. Right. And to that point, some of the best people I know, like the morally like good people that I know in my life, um, I can think of two in particular and you're not one of them. Yeah, I'm not. Um, are Gandhi. either atheist or agnostic. Yeah. You know, and like, I just, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's a real danger in this very much like end justifies the means kind of, th- of thinking where yeah. it's like, I'm going to do good so that I can get into heaven. Because it shapes every interaction that you have with yeah. people. And yeah. everything, or I'm going to do good because I can get a gift. Like, is that really what you exactly. want to teach your and kids? You, you want your kids to fucking do the, like allowances, for yeah. example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's nothing necessarily wrong with giving an allowance to a no, kid. No, there's, but like, there's but, reasons. And there's, yeah. it's true, it can be fun. But like, but if they're, if they're helping out with household chores to get something out of it. Yeah then it kind of defeats the purpose of doing the household chores in the yeah, first yeah, place. Yeah, and then yeah. you're, you're giving them this whole worldview that's fucked up because it's saying that like, oh, if, if I do, I, I shouldn't do chores just because I'm a contributing member of the household and because if I don't do them, somebody else will do them. Right. You know, that's kind of where I, I come out with the idea it, of everything you know? being fun too. You know, I think, yes. I think there's a, there's something really good about like making things fun or finding the fun in things. I, yeah. I'm with that, but like some things just aren't fun and you should still do them, you know? Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and you should do it knowing that like it's, it's what you should do as yeah. a person, and you know? it's going to actually right thing make you a whole person. You yeah. know, it's going to bring um, meaning to your life and joy to your life, as yeah. we talked about. A lot of the joy that comes out of um, stuff that's tough, you know. Yeah. But, right. All right. Well, as uh, as usual, we've gone off on many different. Uh, we have tangents here that was but, fun um, i think, we, kinda, I think we, we sort of constructed this magnificent tree of ideas you know we did and i think at the end of the day <laughs> christmas tree of the ideas. Cool, uh, the log. <laughs> um i think we just gotta remember that um you know we gotta be responsive to our kids and when the time comes when they feel like they're ready to be more empirical about it yeah. and they're ready to investigate and when eventually they do find out that santa claus isn't real let them in on the secret and work with them so that they can help preserve that magic for other kids so that they don't lose sight of what's important about childhood. And so they're not little dicks. So they're not little fucking assholes. <laughs> Alright, give me your best Santa Claus to end us off. <laughs> Ooh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Santa taking a dump in the uh, Grand Central Station. Yep. <laughs> and with that, we'll talk to you next time, folks. Bye. <laughs>